Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Uh, but of course, the big thing everybody's talking about at the moment, and particularly across the UK, Northern Ireland and Scotland, and now it's starting here, coming to a cinema near you, is of course the government are now coming under pressure to change its calculated grading system for Leaving Cert students after similar standardisation measures in the United Kingdom now have been scrapped. And I'm sure you've seen it all over Sky News. It's just a mess. Opposition parties last night called for a review of the government's plan after the British government made a U-turn on the A-level results, as they did in Northern Ireland as well, abandoning its standardisation process when students learned that up to 40% of the grades estimated by their teachers had been marked down by the process. Now, it's a complicated process. It's not too easy to explain, but in simple terms, they look at every single school and if your school had a standard result of X with the teacher's grades, they take into consideration that that school doesn't normally perform well. So then we reduce the grades for that school. We can't have kids in that school doing exceptionally well when they normally wouldn't. And that's the way it's kind of done. There was also a suggestion during the week in the Irish Independent they were taking gender into consideration because girls had performed better last year and in, the, in previous years, which would be grossly unfair on boys who might perform well. Uh, so all those things have been taken into consideration. Now, of course, Education Minister Norma Foley has reiterated her assurance that the Leaving Cert calculated grades process will treat students fairly and equitable uh, following a, the controversy across the United Kingdom. By the way, the results are meant to be out on the 7th of September. Sinn Féin's uh, 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 Olerich has said that the UK experience raises enormous questions for calculated grades process here in Ireland and he joins me on the line. Good afternoon to you, Donica. Good morning. Uh, uh, Donica, I mean, according to Norma Foley, uh, she said that this particular process is not the same as the UK process. It will treat students, students fairly and equitable. Uh, and she said that she has made every effort to make sure that this is going to be fair for every student. And if they're not happy about it, of course, they can appeal it and do the leaving cert at a later date. So what, what is the solution here? Well, look, I mean, apart from saying that it's different, all those things uh, were said by education ministers elsewhere as well. Uh, and they stood over their model until it became very apparent the kind of profound inequality that it produced. Like Scotland was the most extreme example, and it showed that where um, where results in more advantaged areas had been revised down by seven marks, in disadvantaged areas they were marked down by 30 but th- This was suggested to Joe McHugh when he started this the ball rolling on this back in May, right? And, of course, the argument was that DESH schools would be at a disadvantage because they would have always had lower grades generally anyway. Um, and that it would be unfair on an individual student, for example, who would perform well in one of those schools to have his uh, marks reduced because he's in a DESH school. Or she. Yeah, well, look, I mean... We can all think of examples from our own experience and our own families and wider circles. You know, like I can think of one school where, you know, there had never been anything above a C in agricultural science and then another year that there was three A1s. Like, I mean, there was nothing to suggest uh, ever in the history of the school that in that particular subject those results would come for. And you can multiply that by thousands upon thousands of examples of a talented student or talented cohort of students booking the trend. But just as important here, Niall, I think this is important and it's being lost here. It's not just about uh, the talented students booking the trend. I would also be nervous and perhaps there mightn't be much talk about them and they mightn't raise their own voice uh, to the same extent. But there are students who may fail subjects who shouldn't have failed them and there are students who may fail the leaving cert who shouldn't have. And that's what, 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 what do you know? I mean, I'm not too sure if you, if you maybe have a better understanding than I do of the algorithms involved in this and how they're doing it. What percentage of the points for an individual um, subject 
are part of this downgrading system and are and what percentage are part of what a teacher grades the child. So if I'm being graded and the teacher says, you know, Niall is great, I'll give him an 82, uh, 82%. I'm going old school, by the way. I'm 56 years of age, right? So I don't understand the new way. So I'm giving him an 82 out of 100. What percentage of that then is the government saying, well, actually, that school doesn't perform too well, so we're going to drop him by six on that, so we'll give him a 70 for our, a 77 or whatever it is. So what, what percentage of it? The problem is that we don't know, Niall, and I've looked for this. I wrote to the minister and I wrote to the steering committee on calculated grades two months ago, asking them to publish this. Uh, I received no response, but in response to a Doyle question, uh, I was told that it wouldn't be published until after um, the results were given out. I think that's grossly wrong. I think it's, there's a lack of transparency there. Uh, it doesn't inspire confidence in the system. The question has to be asked, what is there to hide? a mathematical model, why can we not see it? And, you know, the reason that I think we need to see it is we need to see if there is a significant difference than what happened in Scotland and Wales and the North and in England. Well, I think it's important uh, that we see the algorithm they're using, you know what I mean? Because that's that's an important part of all this. And by the way, the suggestion, I, I don't know how true this is, Danica, but I, I read during the paper, I think it was the Irish Independent during the week, that they're also giving different grades to boys and girls, that girls over the last couple of years have performed better in the leaving certain certain schools, and there will be uh, also in, graded in relation to gender. I, I find this bizarre. If that was well, done the opposite way around, should there be more? Yeah, look, I mean, as I say, that there was actually in response to another Doyle question of mine, and it appears that they are two of the considerations, is the school's past result and is gender, and I think there's enough other considerations there, all of which uh, I think are wrong, because I don't think they give the students the chance to stand on their own two feet and stand on the merits of their own work and their own intelligence, uh, and that is the problem with the calculated pro- grades. Yes, it's a, it's a blunt instrument, and I, and I get that. Is, now, now the argument, I suppose... Against what you're saying is, is that you can't have a situation where children are coming out of a school which normally doesn't perform well. And, and let's be clear about it. I mean, we're just uh, not really politically correct about this. There are schools where children are weaker when it comes to academics, right? And you can't have them getting uh, grades that they normally wouldn't achieve going into, say, a college course, which they're unable to do because they don't have the academic background for it. So you can't be, you know, giving people false grades and giving them some sort of false sense of confidence or security going forward into college. That's the argument, isn't it? Well, there's a few things about that. First is, like, I mean, there may be students with weaker results, but I don't necessarily believe that they're weaker. There might be, you know, years and years of education disadvantages. Like, that starts, the inequality starts at preschool level, at early years education. The other thing is, we don't award college courses on the basis of a decision of whether somebody is capable of doing it or not. The point system is, is you know, is itself something of a blunt instrument, but there are many people that might take up a course that they find halfway through it that they'll find that's not a fit for them. In my yeah, but view, you, don't want, you don't want a situation where we have more no, dropouts in the next year, you know what I mean? We don't no, want that. And I, I, I don't believe that that's going to happen, but, like, I mean, I think that there is a point there in relation to, uh, you know, the fact that they, the, the, the system itself calculated grades produces a number of inequalities uh, and one of those inequalities is the fact that there will be different approaches to marking in different schools and different teachers will have different attitudes. So that's the reason that we didn't support it. We would have favoured a university-based solution to the Leaving Cert crisis that would have involved as many as possible students getting their first choice and for courses where there is high competition because there will always be high competition from any university-based assessment to determine who gets those much sought-after places. Mm-hmm. The problems with the calculated grade model is now becoming obvious. School profiling 
uh, is a significant part of it. It was the worst element of the entire approach. So, well, I mean, look, there's no doubt on it. The whole thing is a mess anyway. It, 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 no, mess, no matter what way you look at it. But but she did she did say, unlike the UK system, the calculated grades office collected individual estimated percentage marks, not estimated grades for students. And she said this gives the Irish system a more detailed information about students for use in the process. So she's very. She seems very confident that we're not going to end up in the same situation that Scotland, uh, England, and of course Northern Ireland as well, because of course they've taken a U-turn as well. Peter Weir has abandoned plans to use the centralised standardisation following outcry from teachers and parents. So she is confident that we're not going to have that situation. And if we did, or somewhat people weren't happy with those on the seventh of September, which is the date. I don't know whether they're going to achieve that date or not. By the way, uh, applications for people to appeal it, and if they want to sit the exam by the fourteenth of September, they can appeal it. Yeah, well, look, I mean, the appeal isn't a whole lot, really. It's a chance to see if the information was inputted correctly beyond that. There's no mm. real chance to... Well, you can, well, you can sit the exam. Mind you, we don't know when the exam's going to happen. And yeah, I, know, I know kids need it for this year for college, you know. Exactly. So that's going to be too late for a lot of students for this year. And people's life was on and things change and all the rest of it. Look, the minister may be confident, but every other minister was confident as well. The reality is that when the results came out, that confidence did not survive contact with reality. Uh, now... If there are elements of the model that is different here, then, you know, the more we hear about that, the better. Uh, I, look, I want um, as little uh, difficulty for this leaving Sir cohort. We've already had such problems. So what I'm calling for the minister to do is let us know, publish the model. Let us know how it differs from Scotland. Let us know how it differs from England. Uh, and if it is similar, then it probably isn't sustainable. I think it probably does need to be scrapped. Um, but... We well, it's a bit late for scrapping it now, isn't it? I mean, what, what's the? I mean, if you're saying it has to be scrapped. What's the alternative? Just well, to use, just use teachers' grades. Well, I think that ultimately there may be no other option, but we would have to examine ways in which the other weaknesses in calculated grades uh, could be addressed. But to make a fully informed decision on that, we need to see the algorithm. We need to see how this is okay. working in okay. the jurisdiction. Uh, and the minister has been hiding that. And to be honest, I cannot fathom why. Uh, okay, no but just finally, before you go, there's an interesting message here. Could, Niall, could you ask Donica about the next year's Leaving Cert? They have missed so much and, and now will be thought blended learning and teachers wearing masks, etc. Uh, could they put something in place, maybe a monthly assessment from September so we don't end up in the same mess, I suppose he means, next year? I mean, that's, well, a, I that's not a bad idea. If, I mean, we don't know how long this is going to last. Some experts are saying years. This could be a mess for the next two or three years. So why not now prepare for next year and start doing monthly assessment, assessments, say, with teachers or, or principals or whatever it is, in preparation for the same mess next year? Well, look, I mean, I do agree with the point that there needs to be more continuous assessment. The fact that it was so difficult to come up with any kind of alternative leaving to it this year shows the fact that the lack of continuous assessment means that so much is right in the exam and day. So I agree with that. Whether it should be on a month-to-month basis and when you'd even be in a position to set that up, uh, I'm not sure that that would be possible for this year because, look, I mean, schools are coming back. But you're only, I mean, the, the texter makes a good point, Donica. We're only going to end up with this. You, you'll be on the air next year saying the same thing. Do you understand no, what I'm saying? And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I'm just saying no, no, we'll be all here next year saying, why didn't we do that? Yeah, no, I agree. But, like, I mean, I think the objective needs to be... Uh, a written exam if possible, but taking account of the fact that students have lost an awful lot of uh, what would be their usual teaching time and awful lot of courses covered in fifth year. So I think what needs to happen is written exams with as much choice as possible, but we need to be clearer on what the contingency is at a much earlier okay. level. So okay. if there is an intense level of infection at that time and it's not safe to 
have a written exam, then we need to know what the plan B is at a very early stage uh, before Christmas in reality. Okay, just finally, just before you go, Gabriel Scali has made some remarks yesterday a lot of people are not too pleased about the idea that the, the schools should leave their windows open and students should wear jackets in school and coats. Um, what do you think of these ideas? Uh, also, you know, obviously, secondary school students wearing masks. Some parents are okay with it. Other parents are not okay with it. Um, they just don't, they believe it's an over-the-top reaction to what's going on. I mean, what, what do you think of all that? Of which? Uh, well, first, uh, firstly, leaving windows open is in school and uh, students wearing jackets. Do you think that's a suggestion, even a, a plausible suggestion? Well, look, I mean, it might be coming from a good place in terms of the need for ventilation, and I think there needs to be significant investment in ventilation. Like, I mean, I think that's what needs to happen in reality rather than... So we're, coming in, we're coming into the winter now. Sure, I remember when I was yeah, in exactly. school if the radiator wasn't working, we got a day off. So I, I can't, yeah, yeah. I can't I imagine this being a thing. I went to prefab schools and we often wore oh. coats when the radiator wasn't working particularly well sure, either. But sure, the radiator's not working. And we'd all put our coats on and pretend we were freezing so we'd get the day out of school. I remember right. it well. But <laughs> listen, look, I mean, I, like, I mean, the point is that ventilation is important. And in many schools, ventilation isn't great because we have a school's buildings uh, state across the country uh, that just isn't up to scratch the state that, that hasn't been renovated often enough. So, like, I mean, we do need to resolve ventilation, certainly. Uh, I'm not sure that the solution is like i mean if children children shouldn't be exposed to the cold unnecessarily obviously in terms of masks like i think the problem is that we have the reason that reopening schools was so difficult is because we have a school system uh in this jurisdiction that is uh underfunded understaffed and overcrowded and in that instance, social distancing is going to be difficult to achieve. It, I believe, if not impossible, yes. If not impossible. So I think at second level, of post-primary, provided that there's enough exceptions, I think masks make sense. But there does need to be exceptions, I think, you know, for children, for example, who need uh, to use cochlear implants, who rely on lip breathing, children with special education needs, for whom face issues are important. Uh, so there needs to be exceptions and flexibility there. And what I do think the department needs to look at is and it is being produced and used in some jurisdictions, is uh, clear face masks. That the, 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 the area around the lips is actually clear and transparent. I, I've seen these on Amazon. Uh, they have like a piece of Perspex where your mouth is, but there has been, I've looked online uh, and people saying who've used them, that because it's Perspex and it's obviously not a breathable substance, um, it's very difficult to breathe whilst wearing those. So I think the visor would be the only solution. But then again, the visor doesn't give you the same sort of protection according to some experts. So that probably isn't a solution either. I think it's a difficult task for everybody to get around, but look, sure, we all have to manage it. There is going to be, have to be a small element of risk, if that's what you want to call it. Listen, Donica, thank you very much indeed for joining us today, and I appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. Uh, there you go. Donica Lyric, uh, Sinn Féin, a spokesperson for education and skills, not happy with the idea that we don't know how these grades are being calculated. And I know there's many parents out there at the moment concerned about their sons and daughters who are doing the Leaving Cert this year. What is it on average? Somewhere between fifty and 80,000, depends on the year. I think um, currently at the moment, this country as far as I know it's 60 something thousand uh, leaving cert results are due out um, most of those will be calculated grades and um, some students can choose to do the leaving cert if they want to um, now we don't know when it's going to be by the way they still haven't given a date on that yet it could be uh, December or it could be January or February next year that's been the suggestion that's too late for a student this year Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.